environmental impact that could be made. Nevin and Moyle Grove Council called it a cabuncle in the making, an eyesore with no other building similar to this new build in this significant and presently unspoilt landscape. Senior planning officer Kate Attrill said that there had been a long bungalow building historically, previously as Coast Guard cottages and then more recently as a single dwelling. There were concerns that the proposed replacement dwelling is just off too large a scale to not have a significant impact on the landscape. She added that there was also a need for a land stability assessment which has been commissioned. Toxic blooms of blue-green algae known as cyanobacteria have been found in the Bosheston Lakes in Broadhaven South. Scientists are warning pet owners to be vigilant for this type of algae which can be fatal for pets and harmful for people's health. As a result of the recent warm, dry weather, more of this algae could appear in the other water courses in South Wales. Professor Lawrence Cavallo said the blue-green algae tends to flourish in the UK from June to the autumn during long spells of warm and dry weather. They are becoming more frequent due to climate change and the increasing amount of nutrients entering our waters, for example from sewage or fertilisers. By reporting blooms via the Bloomin' Algae app, the public is providing a rapid early warning about outbreaks and helping to give a comprehensive picture of these harmful blooms across Wales. Parents of young children are advised to keep them out of water where there is suspected blue-green algae, and dog walkers should keep their pets on a leash and wash their coats down as soon as possible if they go into contaminated water. Anyone concerned that they or their pets have been in contact with the algae is advised to seek medical advice. Pembrokeshire's bids for a share of the £220 million UK Community Renewal Fund are being prepared for this week's deadline. An extraordinary cabinet meeting on June 11th went into private session to discuss the finer details, ranking and scoring process of 14 applications from 11 applicants before deciding which will be submitted to the UK government by noon on June 18th. The UK CRF is designed to prepare the country for the introduction of the UK Shared Prosperity Fund, which replaces EU funding following Brexit. Gwyn Evans, external funding manager and Brexit lead officer, told Cabinet that each local authority area had the potential to receive up to £3 million worth of grants, with Pembrokeshire being classed as a priority one area, of which there are a 100 in the UK. Two applications were from council departments involving external organisations and 12 were from outside applicants, two of which involved the council as a delivery partner but led by other bodies. The fund is revenue-based and aims to support investment in skills, local business, communities and place and increasing employment. A man who was released from prison has been fined after failing to meet with his supervision requirements. Benjamin Richards of Haverford West failed to keep in touch with his supervisor and failed to attend three planned meetings. 35-year-old Richards admitted the breach at Haverford West Court on Monday, June the 7th. He was fined £80 and made to pay costs of £50 to be paid by July 5th. I am Charlie James and that's the latest for Pembrokeshire. Live from our studios in Haverford West, this is Pure West Radio. I'll be honest, I'm alright with me. Sunday mornings, in my own bed sheets. I'll be waking up alone, I haven't thought of her for days. I'll be Now I think that I can get you out my head You never ever let me forget Cause Just when I think you're gone Hear a song on the radio Just like that takes me back 
Good for Monday evening, Anne-Marie and Niall Horan and our song on Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone. It is Monday evening and between now and nine with G&G Builders, this is Pure West Sport. Once again, a very good evening. Welcome to the show. I'm Ben Stone, Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. More at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. In the first hour, the captain of Pembroke RFC and also someone heavily involved with organising a thriving cricket competition in the county as Bill and Fraser meet people who are involved with Pembrokeshire Sport. We've also got the rundown on all the cricket fixtures that happened over the weekend. And of course, after eight, the debate will be raging after the opening weekend of the Euros. And we've also got a special guest with the recently elected Senate member, Sam Kurtz, talking politics and sport after eight, right here on Pure West Sport. The power of radio. Bad weather. At the racetrack. In the shower. Oh, sorry. All things that never actually happened. While listening, you pictured them all, didn't you? You see, radio uses the theatre of the mind. It has a one-to-one connection with every person listening. So, if you want to get your business message across, then there is really no more intimate, creative or cost-effective way than using radio. So to find out more about advertising on Pure West Radio, email studio at purewestradio.com. And we won't send our fire-breathing, water-boiling, toaster-popping crowd over to see you. Yeah, and once again, that's not real. Radio advertising. Try it today. The Valero Community Update on Pure West Radio keeps you updated with the various projects Valero are supporting in Pembrokeshire, from sports clubs, schools, charities and musicians to members of staff from Valero who volunteer their time. We hear about the latest community projects Valero do to support our community on the last Wednesday of every month at 9.30am and 5.30pm, only on Pure West Radio. 
If you miss it, catch up on the podcast at purewestradio.com. The Valero Community Update. Oh, Loch Farm Ice Cream. Handmade delicious ice cream using the milk of their 350 free-range cows right here from their Pembrokeshire family farm. Come and try the extensive range of flavours which include traditional banana, blackberry, chocolate, coffee, ginger, lemon, Pembrokeshire honey, Pembrokeshire salted caramel, raspberry truffle, pistachio, strawberry and many more at their newly opened shop on the riverside, Haverford West. They offer a range of sizes from small tubs and cones to eat on the go or insulated takeaway tubs for you to enjoy at your own pleasure. Loch Farm Ice Cream. This is Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire. Man to man. 
have a hassle with the human race. Sing hip hop and don't stop, just blast off. Sure shot, cause man from Mars stopped eating cars and eating bars, and now he only eats guitars. Yeah. Blondie and Rapture on Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone. Monday evening, it's Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. And with me right now is Fraser Watson. Uh, he'll be joining us live on the Facebook page, of course, with Gordon and Bill between eight and nine. But Fraser's here now to look back on some of the weekend sport. Fraser, good evening. How are you? Yes, Ben, not too bad. But it's been it's been quite a sombre weekend, both locally and, and internationally, of course, for, for sports. So we'll, we'll touch on that now. Yeah, of course. Um, f- first up, we, we should talk about the, the very sad news about uh, the death of Michael Skirfield, heavily involved at Carey Cricket Club, a former sponsor of the Harrison Allen Bowl tournament. Uh, someone who, who's much loved in, in sporting circles in the county, Fraser. Yeah, it was tragic news, Ben, and it really did cast a shadow of all on-field action on, on Saturday. I have put on social media and I stand by it now that you know results and tables and fixture on the weekend were pretty much irrelevant. You know, it, it was news, I think, which, which shook everybody. He was a well-known character, done so much, not only for Carey Cricket, for Pembrokeshire Cricket as a whole, as you mentioned there, instrumental in the Harris Allen Bowl, his sponsorship helping make it the spectacle it is now. And, and for that to happen so suddenly when he's still offering so much, you know, both within his business and, and local cricket, it, it really was it was devastating news for everyone and, and I can fully understand why all three care games spoke on Saturday and they will be replayed and that's the right decision. Yeah, indeed. And and we, we send very best wishes to his family at, at this really sad time. And we will look uh, in this first hour at the results and the games that, that did take place. But of course, everyone thinking about his family at this uh, very sad time. And, and, and you mentioned it as well, Fraser. We, we all got a reminder, didn't we, on, on Saturday afternoon of the fragility of life and the fragility of sportsmen with, with what happened to, to Christian Eriksen. And as a, a Tottenham fan myself and, and someone who loves Christian Eriksen as a footballer, it, it was a, a worrying time, wasn't it, when, when we saw what happened? Yes, absolutely. We all get so engrossed in the frenzy of football, don't we? And it was just one of those harrowing reminders of, of how unimportant it actually is in the scheme of life. And and it, it, was, it was terrible scenes to watch it, of course. And you, you could see the worry and the fear spread throughout the stadium. And I think that that transferred to everybody watching as well. And and that I think the, re, the relief was seismic, wasn't it, to hear that he, he was in hospital and he was stable and he was alive at one point. You wondered whether he would come round from it at all. It, it did. It did look very bad at one point, but you have to credit tremendous spirit shown by Denmark and, and for the players to do that in that situation, to, to have the presence of mind to form a ring around him and protect his privacy and, and the captain concerning his wife and everything. I think, you know, their 1-0 defeat in the end was, was irrelevant. I thought, I think yeah, that will go down as probably the defining image of the whole tournament, you know, and it, and it just put everything to perspective, Ben. And for kudos to Denmark for the way they handled it and, and for the way that football had one of those brief moments, didn't it, when everybody came together, you know, 
and almost realise what really does matter in life. And and it's great that from such a harrowing incident, hopefully something good can come and some form of cohesion and togetherness. But it was horrible to watch at the time. No doubt about it. We'll have a full look back on the opening weekend of the Euros after eight o'clock with, with Gordon and Bill. Uh, Kiefer Moore was the man though, wasn't he, for, for Wales, uh, Fraser. He, he delivered with that equaliser on 74 minutes and basically assured that Wales took a point from a game they, they really couldn't afford to lose. So in the end, uh, not a bad result for Rob Page. Oh, absolutely. And a point from a game, I think, on paper, they should have lost, if I'm honest, Ben. Mm. I think there was so much actually debate about whether or not Kiefer Moore could start and, and that really did surprise me I think he, he should be nailed on you know you, you see the threat he gives airily and and even when Wales weren't creating much their best two moments came from him just, just getting in headers and the goal was so well taken and and look let's not forget five years ago that famous 2-1 win over Slovakia it was far from a vintage display you know it was actually in terms of performance wise it was slow talk that time around I think on the balance Wales would be delighted to have come out with that with one point. It keeps them in the group. Italy, look, for all the money, like they're going to be group winners with their performance, the way they opened up on Friday night. So, of course, this Turkey game in Baku, which will feel like a home game for Turkey, is now massive for Wales. But it's one they go into in a lot better shape because they would have been under huge pressure if they not got that result yesterday. And VAR later on. There was a slate in it for weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, lots more to come on the Euros after eight when Gordon and Bill join us, including a look back on yesterday's England-Croatia game as well. That's on the way. Our guest after eight as well, Fraser, is uh, Pembroke's new member of the Senate, uh, Sam Kurtz, who's a big cricketer locally as well, recently elected, of course, uh, to the the Welsh government. Uh, We're looking forward to talking to Sam. He's someone who's, who's played cricket for some time in the county. Yes, cricket and rugby and football as well, actually. Um, you know, and he's now in a position where he's probably looking at sport in quite a different angle. And it'd be interesting to hear his views because there's been so many structural and educational changes which have um, affected sport in the county of late. And, and I'd like to hear his views on those. It's interesting as well, isn't it, how, how politicians do use sport almost as a bit of a release. It's a, it's a stressful job. Whatever party you represent, it's a difficult job. But uh, locally, we've got good examples of that. Sam the latest, but Simon Hart, of course, and uh, now Secretary of State for Wales, a big cricketer and park runner in the county. It's always been a bit of a release, hasn't it, I think? Yeah, very much so. And um, But I think what's also changed now in the last decade or so, Ben, is politics and sport are very much intertwined, mm. aren't they? And that hasn't always been the case. The attitude always was, look, just just let people get on with governing the country and, and just get on with playing sport. And that's not the case now. Sport is now very much a vehicle for, for transferring messages into society, isn't it? And, and it's sport more than ever now seems to be stepping in and, and trying to deduce what's right and wrong mm-hmm. and send out messages. And so it'll be interesting to see how, with Sam's role now, what, how he views it and whether that's altered from him just being a player. Um, of course. But no, you're right. I, I do think it is important that people in that kind of role do, do carry on playing sport. As you say, it can be a release and that's one thing Sam does as well. We will give him a bit of stick because he's, he's left Crimith to join Fish God and Crimith and now struggling to raise a side. So I'll be bringing that up with him. <laughs> but, um, but no, it'll be very interesting to see now he's in, in such a position of authority, how his, how his views have changed on sport in the county. Indeed, that's after eight. You can get involved, of course. So much to talk about. We're live on the Facebook page in the second hour of the show. So uh, make sure you like that Pure West Radio on Facebook to get involved. Fraser, thank you very much for now. Uh, We'll speak to you a bit later when Gordon and Bill join us on the show. No problem. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, we're rolling. Okay. Quiet, boys. (laughs) Hey, Charlie. Just you know why Why you 
It's Pure West Radio for a Monday evening. Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. A bit retro that. Buddy Holly and True Love Ways. Good to hear from Fraser Watson. Of course, we send very best wishes, as we said, to Michael Skirfield's family after that really sad news from the weekend, which meant that all of the Carew fixtures were postponed as a, a mark of respect. It was a sunny Saturday in Pembrokeshire, so we did see cricket take place. And let's run you down the weekend's results right now. Starting with Division 1, Nayland beat Cresselli by 8 wickets. Cresselli were 181 all out. Nayland knocking those off 184 for 2. Uh, Whitland beat Haverford West by 20 runs. Whitland posting 208 for 6. Haverford West went close. They were 188 all out. Narbuth beat Sleckrid by 137 runs. Narbuth posting a whopping 282 for 8 in that game as the the sun shone it was good batting conditions there clearly and Saundersfoot beat St Ishmael's by 9 wickets after St Ishmael's were bowled out for 108 Saundersfoot 109 for 1 in reply 
in Division 2. Her Branston were winners against Pembroke by six wickets. Burton beat Hook by six wickets. Langham lost to Haverford West seconds uh, by ten wickets. And Pembroke Dock were winners against Kilgetty by four runs. In Division 3, Stackpole beat Haverford West thirds by ten wickets. Cresselli seconds beat Larn by five wickets. Athlan Ryan were winners against St Ishmael's seconds by seven wickets. Uh, Langham beat Narbuth seconds by one wicket. And Johnston beat Nayland seconds by 105 runs. In Division 4, Lorenny seconds beat Kilgetty by five wickets. Athlan uh, Ryan seconds beat Saundersfoot seconds by eight wickets. And Hook seconds beat Whitland seconds by three wickets. And Division 5, Haverford West fourths lost to Hundleton by nine wickets. Herbranston seconds beat Pembroke seconds by six wickets. Cleckerid thirds lost to Cresselli thirds by three wickets in a really closely fought game there. Nayland thirds lost to Fishguard by 20 runs. And Whitland thirds uh, beat Stackpole seconds by 126 runs. And between uh, 20 to 9 and 9 o'clock in the final part of our live hour on the Facebook page, we will have some more of the latest news from the world of Pembrokeshire cricket this weekend. It is Pure West Sports. It's Monday evening. We are here with G&G Builders. We will stick on the cricket theme next as Bill Khan interviews someone who's been integral with a cricket competition that continues to thrive in Pembrokeshire. That's on the way after Biffy Clyro and Mountains. Took a bite out of mountain range Thought my teeth would break the mountain Let's go, wanna go All the way to the horizon I took a drink out of the ocean and Treading water there before a drown Let's dive, wanna dive To the bottom of the ocean Don't like, you can't understand 
It's Pure West Radio for a Monday evening. I'm Ben Stone, Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. That was Biffy Clyro and Mountains. We will look back on the opening weekend of Euro 2020 after 8 o'clock. Plenty of talking points. We want your views. Of course, we will open with a Wales 1-1 draw with Switzerland. Kiefer Moore is becoming pretty integral to the way Wales play. We want your views. Hashtag Pure West Sport on social media. But let's stick with the world of Pembrokeshire cricket right now. And Bill Khan's been speaking to someone who plays a huge role in a cricket competition in the county that continues to thrive. There's no doubt over the last 10 years, one of the most popular cricket competitions in Pembrokeshire, outside the sort of Alice and Alan, Alan Brown and Alec Colley, is the Ken Morris Cup in uh, Narbeth, put up originally in by the family of Ken Morris in memory of their dear dad, and continued, i got to say, because the efforts of one person, that's Richard Howell. Rich, it's lovely to talk to you. It's coming at that time of the year we both like me for watching and you for having the hassle of sorting out all the fixtures. It's gone well, hasn't it? It has gone well, and this year we've got a record again. We've got 10 teams, two groups of five, and uh, it's all started now on the 24th of June. Uh, we've got uh, the two new teams. We've got Whitland back in this year, and we've got a new club in Lechred. Mm. It's great. And, I mean, one of the brilliant things about it is, whilst, you know, some competitions, they get people dropping out and things, like last year, every game played. You lose yeah. of cricket. All the teams, we'll remind people, is for uh, clubs who've got uh, third teams in the league or very low in the, in the leagues by invitation. You must be chuffed with the way it's gone. Oh, it's... it's, it's Beyond I, I, your wildest dreams? Definitely. And I wish Ken could see it now. Yeah. He'd be, he was all about bringing juniors on, and that's what it's all about, in juniors who don't get a chance in the first and seconds and they have a chance in the in the Ken Morris yeah the, the three boys there they always give you support on the day but yeah it's fair to say without you being big headed because you're not that it wouldn't have continued really in the format if you hadn't stuck your neck out and done it with Rian you're much better half well that's true Bill because I, I have pushed it all the way and um, why are you there I, why oh, Greg I've, I had many fond memories of Ken mm. and uh, from the age of 11 he coached me up until 17. Ah, I see, yeah. So uh, I've always had a connection with the Morris family. Yeah. And Greg's the same age as me. Yeah, that's right. But he, he parted company with us. Yeah. I went down the road. But he still supports the, the, he's a, all he's the still support. He's still support. He was a mass ball sponsor last week yeah. against Kiro. That's, oh, that's good. I mean, the, the thing I love is the way everybody wants to play. Halford West won it for years. Last year they lost. Uh, Sam Lan and his boys from Neil and Thurs won it. And they were as pleased as the sides that won in the Harrison Allen final their first team. That was amazing to see the end of the, end of the game last year. Well, you mm. would have seen it. There was a, I think everyone piled on top of everybody. It was such a celebration mm. and it meant so much to Nayland Fords to win it because mm. their first has won so much and their seconds have won so much and Nayland Fords a genuine fifth division team and all chuffed to bits in winning the cup. Yeah. I think you've given it added value as well. When I was chairman of the county I sometimes used to criticise the county because the trophies they gave weren't very good. They were a little bit on a plastic side oh, yeah. and a bit small. The trophies you always get are fantastic. Oh, that, that's uh, due to uh, Richard. Uh, Richard Morris, he he's superb. He gets sponsorship, and he's superb. He just goes out and gets them. That's something that we haven't got to worry about. I mean, they are really are top quality trophies. Oh, they are. He 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 goes out the way, and he, I tell, I phone Richard up to say, yep, yeah, the season started now. The final will be on such and such a date, and he just 
there's that that's good when he started it used to be a simple sort of six or eight teams in it knockout job done now you play it in pools so there's round robins so you if you knocked out in the first round as you did in the past you, you'd lost all of it but now you are guaranteed to have four games, uh, four games yeah. each and then if you if you do well in that you want the playoffs with it so uh, the clubs live it don't they they do but this season now uh, we've got a bit of a, a pool in Narbeth and um, there might be a few uh, second team boys who won't get into the Alec Colleague. <laughs> so you never know, I might have a go in the Ken Morris. Myself. You won't be able to play in the Ken Morris, you've got to be your organiser. I mean, the person who does the organisation is Rian. I mean, you'd want to pay tribute to her oh, and your mum and dad. Oh, they have given absolute support to this competition, well, as you have. She's the one that does she's all... She's the brains. She's the brains. She right. Does, she, <laughs> does, she does all the, the emails, all the correspondence. I get on the phone and ring everybody mm. and she does all of the yeah. communications via the website. And it's good. And the other thing is you've always made sure I, I've always tried to work with you and I sing your praises, although you always sing mine. And I don't want a bottle of wine this year. You embarrass me every year. Champagne. No, no, no. But in the end, if you look at it, you've always made the effort to link with the press to supply all, this, all the scores and the scorers. So it has been in the public eye. Well, I, I do hassle uh, all the contacts I've got hmm. make sure you phone me after the game with all the best performances I want at least about four or five because hmm. it looks good to see it on your website Pembrokeshire Sport hmm. website because no doubt it's always on there hmm. straight away the next day so if you support me I try to get supported by you getting all the scores well, yeah. you scratch my back I scratch <laughs> yours isn't it? so it works perfect and everybody can see oh Good God, he should be playing in the third cup. Yeah, and there is people say that, that yeah. but that's the way it goes. It's interest. Well, so we're going to carry on this year, same sort of thing. I'll be able to come and watch the odd game, and certainly for the final, where I'm treated like royalty, and uh, you'll carry on helping as well. Definitely so. Uh, we've got a few more years left of me yet. I yeah, hope. Yeah, that's right. So well, listen, well done. Uh, thanks thank for you. all your help. Look forward to seeing you in the final. Thank you, Bob. And that's Pure West Radio's Bill Khan speaking to Richard Howell all about the Ken Morris Cup and more. If you would like to feature on the show or you could suggest someone for Bill, Fraser or Gordon to catch up with, do get in touch. You can email sport at purewestradio.com or leave us a message on the Facebook page. Still to come, Fraser Watson speaks to Scott Powell, captain of Pembroke RFC, actually a teammate of Fraser's in what we think was one of the last rugby matches to involve Pembrokeshire players before the COVID-19 pandemic began last March. And also Bill's in Fishguard for us, talking to someone with a, a very familiar name. We'll find out more before eight on Pure West Sport. Click and collect classics. Mum's taxi sing-alongs. Late night drive through disco. Match your driving soundtrack to your mood by taking all your favourite radio stations and podcasts with you on the road. It's as easy as connecting your smartphone to your car stereo to listen on your favourite station app or radio app. Join radio's digital revolution. Find out how at getdigitalradio.com. Love radio. Go digital. It was hot, so we went out on an inflatable. One minute we could see our friends on the beach and the next we were drifting out to sea. Then Sophie started to panic. But you didn't. You dialed 999 and asked for the Coast Guard. Coast Guard. Grab my hand! And we just want to say, whoever you are, thank you. In an emergency at the coast, call 999 
and ask for the Coast Guard. Ah, enemy ahead. Fire. Oh, where? I can't see them. Right there. Fire. Oh, man, you missed again. You need to get your eyes tested. Nah, mate. I ain't got the cash for that. You're in college. You can get an eye test for free. Really? From where? I'm with Mags Optics. They're in the Riverside Arcade in Halford West. Sick. I'll check it out. Eye tests are free for children under 16 and those aged 16 to 18 who are in full-time education. Glasses up to £85 are free for students aged 18 and under with an NHS voucher. Call Paul, Tina and the team on 01437 767744 or go to magsoptics.co.uk to book an appointment. Mags Optics are the proud sponsors of the gaming show on Pure West Radio. Listen live at purewestradio.com
evening. It's Maria McKee and Show Me Heaven on Pure West Radio. We are big supporters of Haverford West County, of course, and we'll keep you up to date with the latest news from the Bridge Meadow throughout the summer and as they get ready for the pre-season as well. Make sure you join us on Pure West Sport on a Monday for all the latest news. But right now, our very own Fraser Watson has been catching up with someone who was actually a teammate of his, the last time rugby was allowed to be played before the COVID-19 pandemic struck. Here's Fraser with Scott Powell. Well, I'm joined now by a guy I can actually call my teammate from the last match that was actually played in Pembrokeshire back in March 2020. And that was for the Pembrokeshire County side against Valero. And that, that's Pembroke captain Scott Powell, who's, who's well known in the county for, for his exploits at that club for the last few years. <laughs> Firstly, Scotty, going back to March 2020, it was a great day there at, at Pembroke Dock, wasn't it? Could you have imagined then that it would be the last time you've played rugby since? That's unbelievable. You know, it was such a good day. Everyone from around the county makes it. And, you know, we were all discussing this boys here. We all have to meet up now in a couple of months for, for beers, you know, um, reminisce about the game. But, yeah, really strange. If you look at, well, Dom Coleman's probably about five stone lighter now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a few people have gone in different directions in that respect, haven't they? Since yeah, the rugby, yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously rugby's a big part of your life, as as for so many people around here. Scott, how much have you missed it in this last fifteen months or so? Oh, it's been unbelievable. I think until it's gone, you don't realise. You know, you can moan about training on a Tuesday, Thursday. It's just, you know, it's more the seeing people, isn't it? And it's been strange just not having that focal point of the week. You know, where you just. You, you're on a Saturday and you don't really know what you're doing with yourself. For the older people as well, that you know, they're hubs of the community, the rugby clubs, aren't they? I know especially Pembroke, the older blokes have found it quite hard not being able to come up and socialise, but thankfully, hopefully you're on the right track now that we'll get back to normal, get some rugby in August. Yeah, I think that's a good point. It's not just the rugby that's been missed and obviously protocols have been lifted to, to some extent and, and a lot of clubs are training. Have Pembroke back yet? Yeah, I, we've been back about three, 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 three to four weeks. You know, we've just played in touch to begin with, but we started doing quite a bit of serious training now. It's been quite good. The boys are enjoying. Geraint's on his own at the moment because Kyle's doing the Ironman, so we're not going to see him until September. Okay. So I don't know who's going to be doing the forwards yet. Maybe Simon or Tosh might do it for the seconds, hopefully. Well, it's good yeah, to just... It's been good. Good getting things back again. Obviously, if we, if we can remember back to life before COVID-19, it was such a surreal couple of years of Pembroke with you there as captain, obviously, wasn't it? You, you had the promotion, that, that epic Swellit Bowl final in, in the Principality Stadium. You reached a Pembrokeshire Cup final. You went straight into 2 West. You got promotion again, back to back, and went up in Division 1. And then you, you kind of had a difficult season, Division 1 injuries, and certain things took their toll, didn't it? And, and that season was actually curtailed halfway through with you guys facing relegation. It did seem that way. Are you happy now that you can almost go back and set the record straight would you be determined to do that assuming you, the structure stays the same and you go back into that division yeah I think different to some teams I think probably the lockdown well for obvious reasons because of the points came at the right time but you know we've had everyone back from injury now I think we learned quite a bit in division one you know we were quite naive in some games where we were leading for 60-65 minutes and then we were just throwing it away with about 15 minutes to go you know so yeah I think we're looking forward to it we sort of we know the blueprint of how we want to play now in Division 1. I think, you know, we're just itching to get back out there. Like we said, with everyone fit, hopefully we'll have um, and a couple of new sign-ins, a strong squad for next season. And for yourself, Pierce, you, you spent a good few years in Division 3 West and Pembroke teetered on the brink for promotion for a long time. And then you had that golden year when you won the championship for so long. And in a couple of years, you find yourself in Division 1. Did What were the, the most noticeable changes of standard? Was it a physical thing or was it just the overall play? I would say physically, I'd say, you know, some of the games we played in Division 3, you know, there wasn't much skill involved. It was all physical stuff, you know. I remember having tough games, you know, when you go in 
over in the west over to Langham or something and that's no easy feat but it's more the organisation I think at Division 1 because you make one mistake that's a try you know you conceded don't get me wrong there's some big old boys as well in Division 1 but yeah it's more from an organisational standpoint and where we were strong in Division 3 with our bench you know a couple of injuries to us and there's this people coming off the bench for these sides in Division 1 they're bringing on you know whole new front rows we just couldn't keep up to be honest but hopefully we sort of that problem now ready for um for next season Sure and, and just final question it's got any quite take in what's going on at Pembroke in the last few years it's been quite a balmy couple of seasons hasn't it and that was even before Covid Oh yeah, it's been amazing you know I remember speaking to you after that final in the Millennium Stadium I don't think either of us could quite believe we were sat in no. the press room in Cardiff it's you know, a, you know it's a real day for all of us <laughs> yeah when we usually be there in the club over a pint we're sat in the press room in the Millennium Stadium yes, yeah. after a final but you know, between that and, you know, getting promoted, the back-to-back promotions, you know, that game away in Pontoberum that we won, it was it was unbelievable. You know, that's probably tops everything, going away there and winning against the odds. But, yeah, no, it's been unbelievable, you know. It's, and we've been good. It's sort of inspired a lot of the youngsters in the club as well, which hopefully will pay dividends in a few years' time. Well, of course, like, success only helps. And, and, and like you said, maybe maybe the break did come for you at the right time in some ways. And, and you can go back and maybe you guys do yourself justice in Division 1 when it starts again in September. But but great catching up with you, Scott. And, and have a good summer training. Watch what you're, yeah, eat, watch what you're eating yeah. and drinking now. And then look forward to seeing you back on the pitch soon, we hope. <laughs> no, any time, Fraser. Cheers, Scott. And that's Pure West Radio's Fraser Watson talking there to Scott Powell. And if you would like to feature on the show, certainly in the first hour, do get in touch. Fraser, Bill and Gordon would love to hear from you. Email sport at purewestradio.com or leave us a message on the Facebook page. Bill Kahn has been in Fishguard for us recently. We'll hear him catching up with someone with a familiar name and then we will look ahead to what's coming up after 8 o'clock when we're live on the Pure West Radio Facebook page and you can get involved this Monday evening. Come on. So they had them apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur. The whole club was looking at her. She hit the floor. Next day you know, Shawty got low, 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 low. Them baggy sweatpants and the Reeboks with the straps. Turn around and get that big booty a slam. She hit the floor. Next day you know, Shawty got low, low. That'll make me go This crazy on like spinning my door Had a million dollar vibe in the body to go Them birthday cakes, they stole the show So sexual, she was flexible Professional, drinking exonal Hold up, wait a minute, do I see what I think I will Did a thing, I seen sure they get low Ain't the same when it's up that close Make it rain, I'm making it snow Work the pole, I got the bang bro I'ma say that I prefer them no clothes I'm into that, I love women exposed She threw it back at me, I gave her more Cash ain't a problem, I know where it goes She had them apple bottom Boots with the fur The whole club is looking at her She hit the floor Next day you know Shawty got low, 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 low Them baggy sweatpants and the Reeboks with the straps Turn around and get that big booty a slam She hit the floor Next day you know Shawty got low, 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 low
they ready for shows. Got a Lex Maybach for the sexy groom. Put Tron on the rocks that I make your moan. One stack, come on. Two stacks, come on. Three stacks, come on. Now that's three grand. What you think I'm playing? Baby girl, I'm the man. I ain't been a rubber band. That's what I told her. Her legs on my shoulder. I knew it was over. That Henny and Cola got me like a soldier. She ready for Rover. I couldn't control her. So lucky on me, I was just like a clover. Shorty was hot like a toaster. Sorry, but I had to fold her. Like a pornography poster. She showed her. Radio. I'm Ben Stone. That's Flo Rider featuring T-Pain and Low. Really good to have your company this evening on the show. We've got so much to come after eight o'clock. We will be live on Facebook looking back on the opening weekend of the Euros. Of course, focusing on the Wales game with Switzerland and England against Croatia as well. And just why football was put into perspective in so many ways as we all worried and fretted over Denmark's Christian Eriksen and it was just incredible he pulled through and the medical support he received was sensational we will talk about that after eight o'clock and as always we want your views so do get in touch through the Facebook page after eight but just before that uh, Bill Kahn has been in Fishguard for us recently and he met up with someone who's got quite a familiar name there's a huge amount of activity in Fishguard over the weekend where people were swimming around the breakwater, running up hills, cycling for miles. And one young fellow who I've spoken to before was involved in this. Right, come on, tell our readers who you are now and what you've been doing. Yeah, my, my name's Tom Jones. Used to live in, in Fishguard back in the day playing football for Goodick. And, Point and out, it's not the Tom Jones. Not the Tom Jones, <laughs> no. Um, uh, yeah, so used to used to live here actually, but um, got involved into triathlon uh, once my f- football days were coming to an end. And this mm-hmm. weekend we've got this this great big event, the Wales Triathlon, which there's over 500 competitors taking part. Is there? Yeah, and a lot of people have waited a long time to, to finally get back to racing, which we all love dearly. So it's going to be really good. You must be chuffed because last time we spoke, Tom, we you were get preparing for the Ironman then, yeah. and you've done a few of those since. Yeah, I was back in 2013. Actually, was it? the first one, first one I did God. in Tembe, and. Um, been on and off a little bit with having you know children and, yeah. and a little bit of work getting in the way but um <laughs> yeah i've done three or four now so yeah. it's, it's addictive sport and it seems to be really taking off throughout Pembrokeshire. it must think. be great to come home though to take part here you know it says your home territory really and you're a fish guard boy really yeah what about this how many are going to be taking part on things so this this 500 um 500 will be going off in three waves to try and keep everyone socially distanced right throughout the day um, there's going to be some real top athletes, some of the, t- the best you know, around in West Wales and some who could probably really push on and be, be pro level to, 
for them, people who just, just want to complete the race and, and just enjoy taking part. So it's going to be a real mix of everything tomorrow. For mad fools like you who actually enjoy hurting yourself and pushing yourself with all these tormenting things, it must be great to get back into action. 100%, yeah. We, we train so hard for triathlon and, and you only have really three or four races that you do a year. Mm. So to actually um, actually be able to, to have a go is great because a lot of people through lockdown have really come on with, with their training and are, you know, at the physical, physical peak so they're ready to go. What about sort of your own training? Have you been doing lots of swimming around the breakwater here? A couple of visits down here, yeah. I live up in Aberporth now, so I do a lot of swimming in the sea up there. But yeah. um, we always come down because it's such a great location to get a sea swim yeah. in here. So, you know, and I know the, the roads, like the back of my hand, I used to live yeah. in Porth Dane, <laughs> yeah. so we go past that twice. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a home race for me. So 1.2 miles to swim, so that's out from the the beach side of the breakwater around back onto the second slipway, and that's your, your swim then. How far is the uh, cycling? The bike is 56 miles, which takes you out on the on the road to, to Mathry, then on to St David's. You do a couple of sort of small loops back to St David's twice then, and then you head back straight down. You hit, hit transition two, and then you start the run. Then yeah, the run's a killer, isn't it? Four laps of the uh, the marine walk there. It's notorious. I think this race has been quite a tough one. So you've got to go up those steps all around. I don't know which way you go on the marine walk to start that. Four times. Yeah. You must be crackers. Yeah, after you know giving it some on the bike for 56 miles, it's yeah. uh, it's um, it's a challenging run anyway. Without that, I got to be honest. Whenever I go up there, when we have the mad idea to walk on the marine walk, once up those blinking steps is enough for me. Tom, are you fully fit? Are you ready to go? I am ready to go. Yeah, I've had good training. I have a lady who keeps an eye on my training now from Halford West. Davis. Oh, and yeah. I know. Yes, I yeah, do so know. Yeah. She sets me my. my Didn't she do that with quite a few people? Yeah, there's a good group. I, I yeah. don't know how many exactly. I know, I know one or two of the names in there, but she she can um, virtually sort of post me my, my sessions and give me feedback from a distance. And that's how things seem to be going now, really. But yeah, I, yeah, I feel fit and rearing to go, to good. be honest. So, what part of sort of split times are you looking forward to? Yeah, the, it's hard to know sometimes because the distances can vary on the yeah. swim. Um, hopefully, be about half an hour on the swim. Uh, around two hours 45 ish on the bike, and then something like 140 in 145 on the exactly. run, something like that. Yeah, yeah. good. Hopefully. And that's all done for pleasure, really. I mean, you'll get a medal to finish, I'm sure, to mark that. But uh, what, what sort of position are you hoping to come out to 500 then? I, you honestly, it's so hard to tell, and the standard just gets better and better. Um, mm. But you know, uh, if I can get in the top 20, top 50, something like that, I've had a, had, a, had a very good day. When you look back, well, good luck. When you look back on on the sort of your sporting life, this the training for this compared to your playing when you were a very good footballer, you were. This must be ten times harder. I'm, I'm probably twice as fit as what I used to be. But back, you've lost a lot of weight, Tom. Yeah, you? back playing playing football, and you know, used to pride myself on being quite fit playing football um, but it's a really addictive sport um, and it's, it's very different I found with football it was just getting really hard to make it every mm. Saturday and with childcare commitments and yeah. so I'm really glad that I had something to go to once that stopped because I've always enjoyed the, you know, taking part and being competitive well listen good luck I could talk to you all day about it but uh, rather you than me is all I can say I hope you have a great day Bill can I just say you're looking incredibly fit yourself <laughs> definitely trimmed a few pounds from my last you know interview. I've always liked you yeah. thanks Tom Excellent stuff from Bill Kahn there in Fishguard speaking to Tom Jones for Pure West Sport. Coming up then after eight, Gordon, Bill and Fraser will join me. We're talking about the Euros. We're also going to be joined by the recently elected Senate member, Sam Kurtz. We'll talk sport and politics and also his love of cricket in Pembrokeshire and why it's important for for politicians, whatever their party, to have a break from their job and why sport provides that opportunity. Really looking forward 
forward to talking to Sam about all of that and you can get in touch with your questions as well and we'll be looking back on the Pembrokeshire cricket results from the weekend of course on the show and you can highlight any of your favourite performances as well and I know Fraser was actually at Sophia Gardens in Cardiff covering Glamorgan's T20 blast match uh, yesterday afternoon so we'll get some thoughts from Fraser on all of that and of course your views important as well so make sure you like the Pure West Radio Facebook page and get involved right now though we'll get the latest news as we head towards eight o'clock From Handleton to Herbranston for Pembrokeshire. From Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. Pure West Radio News. I am Charlie James and here's the latest for Pembrokeshire. Protecting an iconic part of the National Park has led to a call for a site visit before an application for a replacement house is decided. Committee members agreed to visit a site overlooking Moyle Grove, where an application has been submitted to demolish Penn Castell and replace it with a new house. Councillor Mike James called the application in for discussion at a committee on June the 9th and requested a site visit to this iconic area so 